Hello ladies and welcome to Marketing for the Underdog. I'm your host Amanda. I'm just a weird Latina from the West Coast who loves Netflix wine and chocolate. My passion is helping women entrepreneurs and my purpose is teach coaches, service providers, and leaders how to market their business. Hello ladies, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I am very excited because today I'm going to be interviewing Natalie Butler. She is a self-love and holistic lifestyle coach, Pinterest influencer, and founder of Socially Accepted. Make sure to check out all her links in the description and make sure to stay tuned until the end because I have uh, some special things to let you know and then also um, she gave some really great tips so definitely make sure to listen until the end and I really hope you enjoy this episode so just make sure to keep listening to this while you're cooking or walking or doing any of your um, activities that are kind of longer because this episode has a lot of good information and I'm super excited for you thank you so much so let's get started so I'm doing really good thank you so much I uh, really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today it is my pleasure like I'm so honored with being here yeah of course um so let's start this podcast off with an icebreaker um is that okay with you of course Okay. Um, first off, what is your favorite wine? Are you more of a red wine or a white wine drinker? I am more of a white wine. I don't think that I have, um, I'm not mature enough to get to the red side. Like I hear like red is for the classy and sophisticated. And I think I still got to work <laughs> on myself. <laughs> like I don't feel like I'm there yet. So I'm more like a semi-sweet um white wine drinkers so like mm-hmm. a Riesling or like a Moscato is a little bit too sweet these days but like a, a white but of course if they got liquor in it I'll probably drink it <laughs> hey uh-huh. I love that yeah so I my experience um uh, so I'm from the Bay Area so there's a lot of like wineries and stuff like that and I feel like once you go to more of those uh wineries you kind of can get like your palate is you know introduced to new things right so I feel like once you go and experience that you're gonna be able to taste different stuff and like oh I like this or like that you know because you don't know what you don't know right um so that's like my best advice for wine I'm like just go and like try all the ones go to tastings and stuff (laughs) you know what we have a a winery here oh I didn't know if you wanted to say something (laughs) oh I'm sorry is it like a delay Mm mm-hmm yeah, no worries. Okay. <laughs> Winery here. So every once in a while, me and my mom, we used to go and we would taste different Due to the pandemic, unfortunately, we just don't get it out as often. So I, I blame it on the pandemic, man. <laughs> I totally agree with you. I feel like I I was drinking before when we first got into lockdown, but then I stopped because I was like, all right, this is going to be a long lockdown, <laughs> so I can't be drinking like this. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, let's go on to the next question. Right? Right? Um, are you currently watching anything on like Netflix or any streaming services? Or if not, you can just let us know too. 
You know what? I am not, I'm always on the lookout for recommendations. Like if people don't tell me you have to watch this, I literally never do. Like usually um, because I'm like old, like super old and I'm an old lady who likes to like scream at the TV and figure out what's America's best answers. I watch Family Feud. So there's that. Oh my gosh. No worries. Yeah, I feel like so many people within the last year, like I said, we were talking about the pandemic, they were watching so much stuff. So that's why I like to ask this question. But it's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. But honestly, I feel like I've been kind of getting kind of tired of watching stuff because I feel like I watched so much TV last year. So I am like also like you, like just looking for recommendations too, because I'm like, hey, Maybe I'll watch that, you know, because I'll just watch reruns <laughs> of something on like Disney, you know, yes. like Alice in Wonderland or, you know what I mean? Because yes. I'm just like, all right, I'm tired of like everything. Like maybe I just watch too much TV. So I'm like done. That's how <laughs> um, did you want to say something? Sorry. That's how you were too. Nice. Um, moving on. What's your favorite music genre to get hyped to while working from home? Oh my God. So I am just like rap. Like if it's like, if I have to get like pump app, anything like that, like I, I, I need the beat and I need some music. Mm. What, what type of genre? Rap. Like nice. Yeah. I'm on. Yeah. So Fridays are definitely, you know, my days where I listen to like the 90s, like hip hop, rap, R&B, because I'm just like, I can't, I don't really like any of the current stuff. So like the 90s is always what I'm usually playing on Fridays. (laughs) The 90s is the best. Like the new stuff, it all sounds the same. Like, I hate to say that, but it's like, they figure out, like, oh, that's a great beat. Let me stick to this beat. Like, when you look up, you're like, wait a minute, that's a different song. But, like, it all sounds the same to me. So, like, 90s, definitely. Like, I even have a video of me dancing to, like, Tupac on my Facebook page. So, (laughs) yes, 90s all the way. Yes, I totally agree with you. I'm like, uh, the only thing that I listen to that's current is, like, reggaeton. Um, but I also feel like it's very like popular right now. So, but like hip hop, I just like I said, I don't really, I don't really understand anything that they're saying. So I like I just go to the nineties <laughs> because I'm like, all right, this is like kind of what I grew up with, you know, because my sister was older and stuff. And like maybe it's just you kind of go down memory lane and then you know, like you just have a certain feeling tied to it, you know. Yeah. But I also just feel like it's good too. So. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I, I agree. Like the, the new stuff, you don't know what they're saying. It's just about the beat. They don't care about the lyrics. So I get it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, perfect. Thank you so much. Let's kind of get into the meat of this podcast. Uh, so today's topic is how to get over the fear of being seen as an expert in your industry. Now, I know fear in itself is like such a huge topic, but I think in the social media space, Um, Not a lot of people are, you know, 
they not a lot of them can be themselves and they kind of are like afraid of what people will think of them and they're afraid to you know be seen as expert now I know I've personally gone through this I shared the story how you know I used to work in corporate and so I was used to you know calling shots and being behind the scenes so I really had to push myself to create my own content so I know exactly how it feels to be afraid of being seen as an expert but my thing is we all start from somewhere I've given this example before I don't know if you listen to other episodes but I said you know um you know an NBA player they don't just start as NBA player right they had to go to a million practices and they had to go to a bunch of uh games and stuff like that and they had to win some and they had to lose some but the most important part is that they showed up so I'm really excited about this topic because not only is this something, you know, my clients go through, but, you know, you are a life coach and this is something that you specialize in and I can't wait for you to share all this gold. So are you ready? I am ready. Perfect. Uh, Sounds good. So um, first, can you tell the listeners about what you do and why you decided to be, you know, in this type of industry that you're in? Of course. So I actually specialize in helping women overcome fear and self-limiting beliefs. And the reason why I do that is because I was once that woman. So I know exactly how it feels to feel like you're trapped in a glass box and you're just watching everyone go on about their happy little lives and you're like I want to do that I want to do that but you just feel like you cannot do it because you are afraid of rejection you're afraid of failure sometimes you're afraid of success you're afraid of judgment and it can be so miserable like when I say this um you guys I literally struggled with fear for over five years and it actually led to depression for me so I know exactly what it's like to feel stuck stagnant and know that you're not reaching your potential because you are afraid so it's very personal to me right I try not to get passionate about it hey when it's like it's it's so personal to me because I was that woman and it took a lot of work for me to break through that glass wall in order to get here to be able to help other women. Exactly. Yeah, I love, you know, hearing stories about, you know, the people that are expert in, you know, their industry. And it's because they went through that, you know, I feel like it would be really hard for someone to kind of like take that person's advice if they haven't gone through it themselves, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And so I love that, you know, you kind of shared your personal journey and stuff. Um, With that being said, how do you, how did you even know that you were experiencing fear? Like what are the signs? Um, (laughs) So there are several different signs that there's some type of fear or self-doubt. So one of them is, hesitating so what that often looks like like oh I'm just and these are things that you tell yourself and you don't realize you're saying this to yourself oh I'm just waiting on the perfect moment or sometimes you start to overthink the situation or everything just has to be perfect 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 when in reality of course perfection is a myth right like nothing is perfect in this world like you can put both your arms out and you'll see that even one of them might be smaller than the other even though it's still attached to the same body 
So nothing in this world is perfect, but we tell ourselves, I'm waiting on the perfect list and the perfect that, and that talks us out of actually taking action, okay? Another sign of fear is that you are hiding, okay? This is where you're, like, literally, you kind of feel like you're cornered, and you don't want to actually step out of that corner. And a lot of people don't recognize this, and this is the number one Usually the number one sign of fear is you're procrastinating, like you're not actually doing anything. And so the way the mind operates is the mind tries to save you. It tries to save you from the fear of disappointment. It tries to save you from um, the fear of failure. It tries to save you from any type of negative emotion. So it's going to naturally protect you. So a lot of times you find yourself avoiding certain situations or you're shrinking back or you're staying behind the scenes or you're just quiet or, like I said, you're simply procrastinating. Like a lot of times we think, oh, we're just procrastinating. Um, it's nothing. I don't have anything to do. But when you dig deeper into the reason of why you're procrastinating, a lot of times you're going to see that it goes back to sleep. Okay. Another uh, sign of being fearful is you are super critical of yourself, like you're judging yourself so harshly, and it's because you fear actual failure. So you begin to become so hard on yourself that now it's not what somebody else has said to you. It's you talking yourself out of actually taking that action. So now your negative beliefs are usually self-imposed, and it's stopping you from doing what you want to do. And then the final sign of fear is you feel helpless. And this is probably one of the worst feelings because it's hard to get out of that trap. But this is where you start blaming. This is where you lose lack of trust. And I'm talking about trust within yourself. This is where you start to second-guess your worth. Now you don't even think that you are worthy of the success that technically already has your name on it. And it's just waiting on you to accept it and claim it. Oh my gosh, you just said so much and I totally agree. Um, personally, I, you know, I would, like I said, I worked in corporate marketing and I was used to being behind the scenes and stuff. And for me, um, and I realized, hey, I want to be more, you know, I want to be able to like have my own company and stuff. But I was kind of scared too, because I was like, oh, well, should I do it when I'm, while I'm in my nine to five or should I quit and then do it, you know, but I was always like, you know, like reading stories and, um, you know, being listening to people on YouTube and stuff, they're like, oh, you know, should start your side hustle or something like when you're in your nine to five, you know? And so then I was like, okay, I need to start doing it. And then, you know, I kind of realized, hey, like there's not really a perfect time for anything, right? You just have to start it. And I feel like so many times mm -hmm. um, people, they are waiting, you know, uh, because they feel like, oh, I'm doing this one thing right now. And it's like, you know, you kind of do have to juggle two things because it's like, well, how bad do you want it, right? Do you want to be staying where you're at or do you want to see, be, have a change and be somewhere that you're not right now? So um, I really love what you're talking about. And then I also on my um, Instagram post, I did put that, you know, imposter syndrome, one of the imposter syndromes is, you know, perfectionism. You know, people think that they can do everything, you know, uh, for themselves, or they can do everything by themselves, you know, like, oh, 
I'm going to DIY, you know, my website, DIY my sales page, you know, DIY this. And it's like, because they think that only they can do it, right? When it's like, you know, that's not your zone of genius. So, you know, stop trying to be uh, perfect and trying to think like, oh, only you can do it. You know what I mean? You have to like let other people be able to help you and stuff. Um, because that's, like I said, not your zone of genius, right? So you have to like be able to have other people um, help you. And I think that's like a really good sign of like a leader and someone that recognizes, hey, I'm an expert in this, but I'm not an expert in that, you know? Um, that. I don't know if you wanted to jump on that. <laughs> oh, I agree 100% with you, right? Like sometimes we try to do everything ourselves. And then of course, then when it comes to imposter syndrome and how that plays into part, we become super critical of ourselves, right? So it goes back to, oh, this is ugly, this is hideous, my website looks like crap, I'm never ever going to make a sale. And you start to break apart every single thing that you've done. So now that you've lost faith in yourself, because you compared yourself to someone, and this is the thing about social media, is you have to be very, very careful of how you let it influence you. Because usually, you see this person with this beautiful website, you see this person with this amazing, highly engaged, highly active community, and you start to compare yourself to your starting point to what might be, you know, their middle point. Maybe it's getting even closer to their ending, right? Like, who knows? But you're comparing just getting started to a person who's built this audience up for literally years, and you become so critical of yourself and every single thing that you've done that you actually go back into hiding and you fail to actually start, launch, or even grow your business because you've compared yourself to someone who was technically you shouldn't have been comparing yourself to, right? The only person you should be comparing yourself to is who you were yesterday, just making sure that you're making strides to become better. I love this. I love this so much. Um, to kind of just jump on like what you were saying, uh, I like I told you, I manage social media accounts and stuff. And there's so many people that, you know, they're like comparing their, you know, an industry that they're in um, with somebody else that has an account has like, you know, 10,000 followers or something like that. But I'm like, honestly, like you don't even know their story, right? Like they were probably creating content like years ago, or maybe they're not even making as money as you, as much money as you think, or, you know what I mean? Cause I've honestly, I've worked on accounts that had, you know, 10,000 followers and they were not making that much money, you know? So it's like so many people are just after the vanity instead of actually having the impact. And I think that is, um, is so important, you know, like so many people, um, they are just like comparing themselves and it's like, Hey, you know, um, eventually there's going to be a time where you're going to be the expert and, you know, you can't be comparing yourself. Do you, you know what I mean? Um, that would be kind of like my best advice, but do you have any like specific stories of, you know, like a, a comparison or imposter syndrome more of like what your clients have gone through or what you have gone through? Oh my goodness. Where do I pick? <laughs> so I've been on both sides, right? Like I was just getting started 
in um, social media marketing because I actually started off with a, a I have a degree in marketing per se, and I've ran an internet marketing company here. So, of course, the first thing I wanted to do is I thought everyone that was on social media, like, oh, you can make money as social media manager. And so, of course, I compared myself to every single person. But what just recently happened is I actually found myself being on the opposite side, and I had no idea that it would look like this. So I'm in a clubhouse room. And this room is dedicated for self-love, which naturally I would be in there, right? As a, lo as a life coach, I, prom I um, help women focus on loving themselves and facing their fears. And there was another life coach that was there. And so one of the ladies, she told me to um, introduce myself. So I introduced myself like, you know, hey, I'm Natalie. This is what I focus on. This is what I specialize in. And one of the ladies interrupted me and said, I'm sorry, but I just love the way you have your clubhouse profile set up. And she said, when I click on it, it goes to your Instagram or your Twitter, and it goes right to your link page, and everything is just so easy to find. I absolutely love it. And after that, they decided to, quote, unquote, reset the room where the moderator just welcomes the new people that are coming in and tell them the purpose of the room. So the actual moderator of the room said, and I kid you not, she said, you know what? I'm not even in the mood to introduce myself, not with all the titles and stuff. I just, you know, I don't even feel the need to introduce myself. Y'all just go on. She was the life coach. So I was like, wow. Like, you know, usually when someone, you know, is, is the moderator, the first thing that they want to do is tell you what they do, right? Because they're trying to grow their business. They're not there just to, you know, talk endlessly for absolutely no reason. So it was a, I was like, okay, that was kind of like a red flag there. But then one of the ladies, she hopped up on the stage and she started to talk and she said, you know what, this is actually what I need help with. And the moderator, who's also, the life coach said, you know what? I feel like Natalie is just a better fit for you. Now, here's what I realized. It was actually imposter syndrome. They were communicating the entire time. They were both very religious. So they started to talk about a biblical scripture. And I'm not religious, right? I don't have anything about anything against religion. I'm just not a religious person. So they literally spoke for maybe five to 10 minutes, just back and forth amongst themselves. And when she said, I need somebody to help me with this, that life coach referred me who hadn't said a single thing to her. And then she eventually made the comment, like, and this is where the third time came and hit, where she said, you know what, Natalie, I do really like how your website is set up. But, like, this entire time you were looking at my website and, like, oh, wow, and you referred someone else because you did not think that we were, like, I don't want to say, like, you were worthy because I'm not saying I'm higher, but it's just, like, you felt like because my website is more polished that I was more deserving of her business when technically it was you. Mm. Wow. That is, that is interesting. Um, did the girl like reach out to you and stuff and like start conversation? Um, the one that was like asking the questions? She did not. Oh my god. <laughs> Just because she knows like there's so I would tell everyone, right? Like I kinda have 
I don't want to say I have a big personality, but when I speak, I speak, right? I'm always going to be passionate. And so when I was talking, I was deep into spiritual. So I'm like, if you're not spiritual and you're religious and you have two people there, one is religious and one is spiritual, which one would you go to? So she never, ever reached out to me, which I knew was not going to happen in the first place. Yeah, exactly. I was like, wow. And, you know, speaking about that, you just made me think about something that has kind of been on my mind. I feel like, you know, so many times people are scared to own their expertise because, you know, they they don't want to get called out or, you know, they're scared and everything. But the thing is this, like you're not made for everybody. You know, like I say this all the time, like I'm not everyone's cup of tea. And I know you said that a little while ago too, you know? Um, And that's the thing, like, you know, we have our certain groups of friends, right? And then we have like acquaintances and it's like, that's kind of the same thing for business. It's like people know of you, but then they, they're not going to work with you because that they know that you're like not their cup of tea or, you know what I'm saying? So I, I really think that, you know, you should own your expertise and you should you should own who you are because that's going to attract people that want to work with you and that are going to be able to, you know, buy from you and reach out to you and, you know, do all the refer give you all the referrals and stuff because it's like, you know, they they have like this attachment to you, you know what I mean? Versus, you know, trying to be like somebody that you're not. And then you're going to be, you know, getting people and working with people that are, you know, not even really for you. You know what I mean? So I'm glad that you kind of did that, you know, you're much, you're not much more, you're not into like religion and stuff like that, you know? So, and, and that's, that's the thing, right? Life coach, it could be so different for everybody. Like everyone specializes in something else. And I feel like there's this total, you know, um, like perception of it that you know and it has changed a lot you know over the years and stuff like that but the thing is like everyone's so different so it just really depends um and yeah that that's my two cents on that (laughs) so do you mind if I because I literally just shared this today in my in my Facebook group and you just touched on it um three years ago like Facebook is so good for memories so three years ago um today I made a post on Facebook that said if they can't accept you for who you are, they don't deserve you. And I gave a little bit of the background, and this is the post that accompanied, accompanied, oh, can't talk, accompanied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so this is the post that went with it. We'll just okay. say that. All right, so fitting in or at least trying to fit in will make you miserable. If you have to change who you are to be approved or feel loved, Sadly, you are still not approved or loved. They only like the facade of you. And as you step out of character, they are no longer in like with you. So I can personally tell you, it is a miserable life to fake and pretend that you are someone or something that you are not. You're constantly walking on eggshells. You're looking over your shoulder. And you're actually hoping that the real you doesn't come out. Then you find yourself suppressing yourself or muting yourself, being afraid to voice your opinion. You're upset that you haven't spoken on matters that truly matter to you. And sometimes you even find yourself apologizing just for being you. So one thing that I've learned, no matter how quote unquote unique or different you are or what interests you have, there is 
always a tribe of people who will welcome you with open arms. So now you just have to make the decision. Do you want to be loved and feel loved or do you want to be loved but hate yourself? Mm. Yeah, that was really powerful. Oh, <laughs> uh, I honestly, yeah, I think that really goes with, you know, like what we're saying and stuff. And so many times, like what you're saying, um, a lot of people are scared to be seen as an expert, but then it's like, on the opposite side of it, it's like if you're trying to pretend somebody that you're not, um, you know, I, like, for instance, I was thinking about this today, I'll give you an example, like, um, sometimes I see people on LinkedIn, especially of um, how their profile photo is with a blazer, you know, and they're like smiling and everything. Mm -hmm. But you know, I feel like that's not really that like appropriate for right now, because I feel like some people are working from home. And you know, we're working in our sweats and stuff. So it's like, is that really you? You know what I mean? Like, just be your true self. You know what I mean? I feel like um, if you try to go into business, you well, most people they go into business because they want to do it their own way, right? But then at some point, people start mm -hmm. doing it like how everybody else has done it instead of how they would really do it, you know? So I think that's where it's like, you mm -hmm. have to take your power back and be like, Hey, you know what? I just need to be myself and stop acting like how I was when I, you know, was working at a nine to five and stuff like that. Or like how other people are in my industry, because ultimately that's not you, you know, own it. And, um, you just have to, you know, like I said, um, just have the expertise and, um, you can be literally anybody, you know what I mean? So, um, I think that's like super important. I agree. And I feel like that's the reason why a lot of entrepreneurs, especially women, why we struggle with showing up online is because if you feel forced to do something, do you really do it? Like if it's not something that you enjoy and you don't actually like you're, you don't have a boss or a manager that's going to stand over your back and make sure that you do it. Would you really do it? Like if you're not being true to yourself, you're probably going to find an excuse so you don't end up doing it, right? Like when I first got online, I thought that I had to speak a certain way. I thought, like I was so worried about offending every single person that I, it was a lot of times where I didn't say anything just because I did not want to offend anyone. So I know for other female entrepreneurs, that's something that they also struggle with is just showing up authentically because if you feel forced to be something that you're not, nine times out of ten, you're not going to do it. Yes, that is like really powerful too. <laughs> um, and kind of just to jump on like what you were talking about Clubhouse and stuff. Um, personally, I've never, you know, gone into, I've gone into the Clubhouse, you know what I mean? And like been in rooms, but I haven't been like a speaker or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like sometimes, um, you know, people, this is just from my personal experience, right? <laughs> Being in the rooms and stuff, um, especially, you know, even women mm -hmm. and stuff like um, they're always asking questions and everything. And the thing is that, uh, they do try, they kind of, um, talk themselves or justify, I guess is a word that I want to say like, Oh, well, I'm struggling with this and this is why, you know, kind of like justifying it. And I feel like at the same time, it's like, you know, you don't have to justify like your question. Just tell us what it is. You know what I mean? Like kind of like just, <laughs> and, and I, that's the thing that annoys me. I'm like, and in, you know, listening to what people are talking about, I'm just like, oh, you don't have to justify yourself. Like, just ask your question and this, you know, like sometimes I'll be like, for instance, like, 
I think it was a like a month ago I was listening to one and this girl's like oh well you know I just started my business and I don't know how to put myself out there and you know it's maybe because like some stuff that happened in my childhood and all this stuff and I was like girl like we don't need to know all this like you know just like (laughs) ask your question and hey you don't have to justify it to everybody right you know um and everyone struggles with this and I feel like the biggest thing is hey you're not alone you know what I mean so um that that's just like my experience on I don't know how you feel about that but that's just for my experience like I said um and you know kind of jumping a little bit further into this um interview but um how do you um address fear oh so good question so I actually have two answers to this okay so the first one I'll just get it out the way because you know I told you I'm spiritual Mm -hmm. so um (laughs) I'm gonna go that route and then I'm gonna come back with with the actual answer for you so just being honest, sometimes it's not really fear. Sometimes it's not even imposter syndrome. Sometimes it's not even a lack of confidence. But sometimes what it is, is that you are truly not in alignment with what you are doing. So sometimes we feel the need to do or be what other people want us to be. And we're not being true to ourselves. So we feel like it's fear because sometimes People, as people, right, the way we process the world, the way we understand things, it, understand things is by a title, and then also it's by comparison, right? So this is how we can break down the world and understand what's going on. So sometimes we are so quick to slap a title on something, and because it has a title, now we're treating it a certain way. So sometimes it's actually not fear. Sometimes it's just not you. Okay, now, once you understand, like, this is what you really want to do, you have to think about this fear and where it came from. Is it psychological or is it situational, right? So psychological, is it all just made up in your head? And we can be very, very creative. We're very imaginative beings, right? Or is it based upon an actual situation? Maybe something that is happening right now. Maybe it's something that scarred you in the past. And you want to break this down to figure out exactly where is it coming from. So I will be honest, right, because I'm all about being transparent and being honest. Now, I've spoken before. I've gotten up on Clubhouse and spoken before. I've spoken in rooms. In my Facebook group, I do videos. But the moment you asked me for speaking points, I became afraid. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. Like, because at that point, to me, I was like, it just got real. Like, I can speak every day, all day, but because I am a creative, the logical side of me, sometimes it's a little bit of a delay, right? Like, the logical side of me, I can turn that off permanently if it was ever a choice. So when you asked me for that, I was like, wow, this is me doing something that I've never really had to do before. So part of um, addressing the fear is understanding where it is coming from and actually breaking it down. And then there are certain things that you can do. So the two things that you can do to overcome the fear is one, you could just simply do it, which I would recommend what we call the five-second rule. So what that means is as soon as the idea comes to your head, you have to do it within five seconds. You cannot, it doesn't give you time to second guess or um, talk yourself out of it. You have to do it within that time period of five seconds. 
or you can prepare yourself. So if you know that you hate public speaking, some things that you can do, and I even recommend this because a lot of the ladies that I work with, they're trying to get popular on Clubhouse, but they hate speaking. Even though Clubhouse is all, you know, microphones and not face-to-face or anything like that, they still hate speaking in front of crowds. So something that I would recommend, right, is to prepare yourself. So that includes um, if, if you know what you're up against, then you can come up with a little game plan to actually help you face this fear and so you can practice it. So going to the clubhouse, if you hate speaking in public, you can come up with a quick little intro, write it down, practice it so you feel comfortable. And then now you have something to say, you have like a little script or a guideline, and then you want to challenge yourself to actually get up there and do it. But you want to do small victories. I believe some people believe in taking like massive action. Sometimes that could be absolutely frightening and to the point that it's crippling. So you have to figure out your personality type. Like, are you big and go home? Or are you like uh, slow and steady wins the race? So you could come up with a little challenge, right? Like X, um, X amount of times I'm going to do this. And you set those small goals. So that way you can actually build yourself up to, and build the momentum to accomplish that larger fear. Or who knows, by breaking that fear down into little small points, you actually might be able to accomplish it with just that. Or you can take that big quantum leap with the five-second rule. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You said so much, like, gold right now. Um I definitely agree with, you know, breaking it down or, you know, like you said, um, saying, doing it within five seconds. Um, I know for me, sometimes um, for social media and stuff like that, like I'll get ideas about something and I'm like, oh, like I really want to do it. But you know how at at that moment in time, I'm maybe, you know, you know, not concentrated on so much. So what I do is I also write it down. Like, oh, hey, I'm going to save this idea for later. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, I make it a goal like, hey, I need to go back to my idea list to, you know, go and implement that because I don't want it to be something where I don't do. Right. Um, and I also like how you were talking about how, um, you know, it could be that you're not in alignment with with what you're doing. And but the only thing is, like, I do agree with that. But I'm saying I think that. um you're only going to know once you start doing it. Right. So it's like, you're not going to know that you're not in alignment. And that's Mm -hmm. a thing like, um, you know, even for me personally in social media and stuff like that, I, I'm like, Hey, I love social media, but that's why I wanted to do podcasts, you know, because I felt like, Hey, this is, um, something that I want to do. And even if I actually do like podcasting, right. But if I didn't like it, then I would know, hey, you know what, this is not what I really want to do. So I would have just ended it a long time ago because this is we're already at episode like 50 something, you know. So um, I think that, you know, you're going to know that you're in alignment once you start doing it, the work and stuff like that. And that's okay. You know what I mean? And that's kind of how you kind of get over that fear, because if you never start doing it, then you're not going to know. Right. Um, And that. I agree 1,000% with you. Yes, definitely. Like, that's actually how I became, uh, got into life coaching, actually, because, like I said, I did start off with the social media, and I realized there is a difference between a skill, a talent, a passion, and your purpose. 
So I might be talented or may have skills with social media, but I understood I'm not passionate about that. I'm not, like, that's not my purpose. So like, as you said, I do believe in actually putting yourself out there to understand who you are as a person and what makes you tick. And if you know that, when you try to go back to what wasn't working for you, then you start to classify this like, oh, I just don't have enough of this or have enough of that. And then that's where you start to put these different labels on it when it just wasn't. Yes, I totally agree. Um, And, you know, kind of jumping back to that point that you were saying about breaking it down. I loved that because I think, you know, like what you were saying earlier about Clubhouse and stuff and like people are scared to be on there, despite the fact that, you know, they're not really like showing their face or anything like that. Um, And because, you know, like so many times people are like, oh, I'm scared to put be on video and stuff like that but then you know on the other hand people are scared to talk especially in like a clubhouse room where there could be like 400 people or something but anyways um I liked how you were talking about like breaking it down you know um I feel like my dad he taught me a lot about this you know like hey if you want to have a goal you know you have to break it down into baby steps right what you want to do and I think sometimes we see like the overall big picture um but you you really do need to break it down. Like, for instance, if you want to, you know, sell a book, you know what I mean? Well, what's the steps that you need to do to sell a book, you know, be on the bestsellers or something like that? Well, you need to start up your presence. You need to be visible to other people so that they know what you talk about and know what you want to do. You know what I mean? And then from there, if you're not, if you're scared to, you know, be on speaking um, and do presentations. It's like, maybe you should hire a coach or something, or maybe there's other signs. Maybe it's like a mindset issue, like how you were talking about earlier, like psychological and stuff. Then you would probably hire a life coach to help you out with that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you have like this big goal of like, you know, being uh, like a number one author, but it's like, you know, there's other, a lot of other steps that kind of come into that, you know? And I think that's perfectly fine. So I really liked how, um, you said that as like a way to kind of get over, you know, being um, scared of being seen. Um, and with that, um, is there anything else that you want to say? I know I don't want to take too much of your time today. Um, is there anything else that you want to add to this conversation? Um, <laughs> so um, like you said, I'll just piggyback really quickly. But yes, Break it down, but then set like many goals and many shares and many wins. So it's whatever motivates you. If it's something that um, you really want to do, something that you want to accomplish or something like, let's say you just want to go out and get your hair done or get your nails done, right? Let that be the reward for you accomplishing something, right? Set up a, re- a reward system for you. So not only will you help build your confidence, by um, tackling on the smaller tasks because now you're seeing that you can do it, but then you also have an extra incentive. And then for those of you who are struggling with like imposter syndrome and you find like you just can't be perfect like this person and that person, my number one piece of advice is unfollow them. Do not hop on their profile. Don't look at their website. Do not do that to yourself. Like as soon as you, whenever you feel like you're shrinking back because you're paying too much attention to what someone else is doing, it's taking your attention away from you building your business. So unfollow them. (laughs) Don't look at their website. Don't compare yourself. 
it's best to even act like they don't even exist at this point. I know that sounds kind of harsh, but sometimes comparison can be crippling and it's stopping you from actually. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. I feel, you know, so many times uh, people, they talk about this whole thing about being scared to be seen as an expert and stuff. And it's like, well, why? And then they bring up the fact of, oh, well, this person is doing a lot better or something like that. And it's like what you just said right now, you know what I mean? Unfollow them. You know what I mean? Um, Your life will be so much better and you're spending more time like looking at what they're posting and stuff or, you know, looking at what they're doing versus actually working on yourself and working on what you want to accomplish. So I, I definitely agree with that. And that was a really, really good tip. So if everyone's listening, definitely make sure to unfollow anyone who doesn't inspire you, who doesn't, you know, make you feel good. And I think it's just really good to like also have that audit, you know what I mean? Of, um, you know, I don't like how this is making me feel. So I'm just going to take this out of my life. You know, it's just one simple click. Um, so with that being said, um, thank you so much um, for being here and talking to me today. Um, can you sh- uh, please share with, you know, the listeners how you can help them and what you're offering right now um, in, at this point in your business? <laughs> of course. So we are launching the Glow Up Academy. And so this uh, self-coaching program is designed specifically for the woman who is ready to actually step into her own power, who is tired of living in fear, and who is ready to break that emotional cycle of being stuck in a prison caused by her own thoughts. So if you are looking to glow up so you can start showing up in your business, this program is Oh my gosh, it sounds amazing. I love it. I especially love the name. Um, I feel like so many times this year, I'm like, hey, I need to like, you know, prep myself up a little bit because I'm like, you know, just working at home. So I don't use that much makeup. I'm like, I need to glow up. You know what I mean? (laughs) I need to put some makeup on, you know, and then I feel better about myself. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, So I love the name and I'm super excited for you. And um, all the links are going to be in the description for uh, those listeners. Um, So definitely make sure to check her out. Um, And thank you so much again for talking to me today, Natalie. Um, I hope you enjoy this experience and um, I will be talking to you soon. And thank you so much again. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening until the end. I really, really appreciate you so much. And I just wanted to let you know that if you are interested in getting a shout out, please leave a review below and then screenshot as you're listening to this episode and tag me on social media. And I will give you a shout out in the next episode if you are chosen. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. And please make sure to, you know, leave a little uh, purple heart emoji if you can when you uh, post this podcast episode. That would mean the world to me. And like I said, I really love you all and thank you so much for listening until next day bye marketing for the underdog is a weekly podcast where i will discuss social media personal branding marketing tips and strategies mindset and interesting stories about current events find me on instagram facebook and linkedin all my links are in the description make sure to leave a comment rate and subscribe to this podcast thank you